0: And welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name's Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dinisio.
0: And we are going to uh, give you a recap of the September 9th, 2022 game, uh, Chicago Cubs versus San Francisco Giants at Wrigley Field. It was a Friday night game. Uh, just to set the scene, this was actually Jeremy and I's third game in the last three days. Uh, but the other two are not going to go down as official podcast games. So we saw the Wednesday and Thursday uh, Cubs versus Reds games, but uh, th- those aren't those aren't official. We're doing the Giants.
1: Yeah, this is a Giants episode, but uh, we have a couple things to share. I think, well, if time permitting, um, from the Reds game. So we'll see about that. Before uh, this is episode number one seventy five, right, Jack? One seventy five. That's right. Uh, before we get into that, I just want to say a quick programming note. Um, we've been having we were having some technical difficulties here. So um, if the uh, the the uh you know quality of the audio is a little subpar for this one uh just bear with us um while we work through those technical diffs um but uh but yeah so um but yes yeah, so like this is episode number, number 175 so um jack I'll, I'll just kick it off with my 175 guy um sure. i picked jack it was slim pickings this week it so was. i i went to um shortstop art and shortstops i went to uh stolen bases uh, oh yeah, okay. So I went with uh career 175, uh career stolen bases. I chose a fellow by the name of Goose Gosselin, Jack.
0: Goose goslin not to be mistaken, with uh Goose Gossage.
1: Correct, yeah. Or
0: or, or Phil Gosselin.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's if they had a kid, um, it would be Goose <laughs> Gosselin. Um <laughs> and Goose Gossage would probably be mad about something that he did, uh, because he's part of the new generation of uh you know baseball player. So, anyway, <laughs> um so yeah, I've heard this guy's name before and I was kind of curious about his deal and so I wanted to um you know I thought it would be good to use him as a as a as a player or as a you know as a 175 guy. Um so like I said 175 career stolen bases. He actually had 248 career homers on uh, a 3.16 career batting average. He's a Hall of Famer. Um may, was in a one-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion with the Washington Senators. Um And he won a batting title in 1928. So he played from 1921 to 1938. Um, And uh, they say he got the nickname Goose uh, because he was a bad outfielder and he had difficulty judging fly balls. And says, opposing players said uh, Goose resembled a bird flapping its wings when he ran after the ball with his arms waving. Um, so he did have a good arm. He, uh, he led the AL and assists, uh, twice in his career. And, um, yeah, he was, so he was, he was a Washington Senators. He was, he was teammates with uh, Walter Johnson, uh, back in the day. Um, but he played with, uh, let's see the Washington senators, the Detroit tigers and, uh, the St. Louis Browns, I believe. Um, so definitely, you know, an old school guy, but, uh, that's uh that's goose Gosselin real name Leon allen Gosselin um yeah I, that's a lot of homers I feel for back back in those days um led the league in RBIs one year led the league in triples twice um was in MVP voting a handful of times uh, and played from age 20 to age 37
0: yeah yeah you know that that's an interesting one. he played during the era of uh, babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um Luke Luke Gehrig, all those guys, but uh he's he's definitely not a guy that you ever hear about. But he was uh he was also a good player in the league during that time. Um, maybe even a top 10 player. Uh seems like he's been kind of uh kind of lost for the ages. Uh 316 average, like you said, 248 homers is really good. Um, you know, I think I think sometimes with all these with these guys, uh, you know, you have to kind of qualify it just by saying that they didn't, <clears throat> you know, play uh, They they played in a the league prior to integration so they they yeah. weren't playing against the the best players in the world but uh you know th- those are those are pretty good numbers nonetheless
1: yeah yeah for sure and so um yeah you know and obviously old school baseball name um I know most of our generation would probably know Goose Gossage um you know it's interesting that Goose Gossage for all like the you know bitching he does about baseball players he stole his nickname from from goose goslin um so uh so you know i don't know how great the guy is but uh yeah goose goslin left fielder primarily in his career batted left through right 5'11, 185 pounds um he, he was born in 1900 he died in 1971 uh didn't quite make his birthday so he was 70 year old 70 70 years old when he died and then he's from new jersey um and then he was inducted uh into the hall of fame in 1968 by the veterans committee um so, uh, so yeah, you know, I think it seems like there's a rich history on Goose Goslin, but without getting more into detail, that's, um, that's, that's what I got this week for Goose.
0: Nice. I like it. Um, okay. Yeah. My, my 175 guy is, uh, Hideki Matsui.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, 175 career home runs for, uh, for Matsui. Uh, a couple things of note about him. Uh, he was in uh what, what movie is that where Paul Rudd references him? It's like a Seth Rogen movie. You remember what I'm talking about?
1: Is it the 40 year old virgin? Maybe I don't know. Maybe
0: it's like when he 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 makes that comment where he's like, "I got Matsui." Like he's he's talking about his fantasy his fantasy baseball team. Um, man, I got I got to look this up now. Also, uh, Hideki Matsui. You know, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but he was he was famous for his his uh, large collection of porn.
1: Yeah. Porn. Yeah. Pornography. Yes.
0: Yeah. He, he owned, they said he owned like 50,000, uh, 50,000 porn videos and, and he would, he would give them to the, to the press. I think as like a, as like a gift. Um, <laughs> this might've been in, in Japan or, or wherever, uh, you know, now that, now that you can just find porn like for free, uh, I don't know what he's done with all those videos, but, uh, certainly, a, a kind of, kind of a strange thing about him. Um, and he, he didn't really seem uh, shy about, about hiding the fact that he had such such a large collection.
1: Yeah. Ch- uh, chalk it up to cultural differences. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's an odd situation. Uh, Hideki Matsui. Um, um yeah.
0: Knocked up is the movie, uh, uh, that, that oh. Rudd references Hideki Matsui. In.
1: Okay. There you go.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, a bit, he was, a, he was a, a very good player though. Um, I think his nickname was Godzilla, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, he had a long, uh, he had a long streak of, uh, uh, just, just playing in every single game. Like his first three years in the league, he played 163 and then 162 games, uh, in, in the two seasons prior, uh, after that. So, uh, uh, he, he, he was in the lineup every day. He produced right from the start. Uh, he was an old rookie age 29. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he was always a, a pretty good player until he, he just got too old
1: yeah yeah he um yeah was a was a, a like a stalwart for the uh like a fixture for the yankees um in the in the 2000s um uh yeah i'm you know i try to you think you make these connections between different japanese players and like you know now that the cubs have uh say a suzuki um you know i guess you would hope that uh that Matsui's career would be kind of like uh an aspirational goal for for Suzuki um Suzuki's a couple years younger than than Matsui was when he came into the league um so we'll see but uh yeah if he could if he could have the career that headdecky Matsui had I think Cubs fans would be pretty happy about that overall oh
0: yeah absolutely he's just uh just has to stop uh striking out looking and then he'll be uh he'll be set
1: he had that problem when we saw him uh in all of the games actually but uh (laughs)
0: yeah particularly,
1: right. yeah, that one um my my other favorite i think that i've said this on the podcast before um but uh my other favorite hideki matsui pop cultural reference is um uh is um there's a, a scene in 30 rock where um if you remember jack julianne moore played um uh she was like she was like one of uh alec baldwin's like old like from from boston or whatever mm. and uh she like comes to visit him and they like go out on a date or something and they go to eat at like chilies or something or it was the espn zone and she said like she's like oh i had my heart set on the hideki hideki matsui caliente fajitas um <laughs> and it was just like a it was a completely like forced like reference like joke and uh i thought it was uh pretty funny and uh um, you know, it, it's stu- it, a baseball reference on that show stuck out like a sore thumb. So it was kind of funny, um, and, uh, noticeable. Uh, and I, I took note of that all those years Does back.
0: Doesn't, doesn't she play like, uh, her, her character has like a really thick Boston accent too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. It was good stuff. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my 175 guy. Uh, like you said, Jeremy is slim Pickens, uh, no pitchers with 175 wins for their career.
1: Yeah. That's very odd of all, of all the years, no one landed directly on that mark, but go figure. Um yeah. but yeah, okay. Well, we can get into the uh the good old game here. Um yeah, like Jack said, we um we had uh we had three games this week uh instead of like kind of trying to shoehorn it in, we're we're officially doing we had kind of officially set on doing uh this Friday uh Giants game. It is our first time seeing the Giants for the podcast, so we've knocked off another team. I think there's only two uh teams now. That we have not seen for the podcast the braves and the rangers mm-hmm. um but we've, we've seen the giants now officially for the podcast um and uh yeah i mean it was a i'll say the weather was just beautiful for this game really good weather um not too hot uh we were um you know nice and breezy and everything it's, it said that it was 83 degrees uh, at game time but uh it felt cooler than that yeah it, than it's
0: that. It, it certainly did and it, it was a 3 p.m start too um so uh yeah. you know the, The sun, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, early September now. So the sun was starting to go down a little bit, uh, you know, in in the later innings of the game. So that was nice. Uh, I don't know that I've ever been to a three o'clock Friday Cubs start or even a three o'clock start in general for a Cubs game. uh, So that was interesting. Jeremy, like you said, we officially landed on this one for the podcast. One one of the uh, uh, things that swayed us was uh, we decided, because we've been keeping stats for the podcast and I was like, well, you know, do, do we keep if we're going to talk about all three games on the podcast, do we keep the stats for the other two? And then it's like, you know, we talked there. There was a, a Cardinals game, like a Cubs Cardinals game, like three years ago that we went to and we didn't record stats for that. So then we have to go back and add the stats for that one of the podcast, too, even though we didn't talk about it. It, it kind of reminded me of when uh, Ichiro Suzuki, like, you know, he, he was getting up there to about 3000 hits. And then like somebody somebody added up the hits he had in Japan. And, uh, you know, in America. And they're like, well, he's actually the all time hit leader. And then and Pete Rose <laughs> responded to that by saying, like, well, what, what are you going to start counting his high school hits, too? So, you know, <laughs> that kind of reminded me of this, you know, like, yeah, well, what, what, what are we what are we going to start counting? Like, you know, the baseball game we watch together on TV. So I, I think it was the, I think it was the right decision to, to not not count the other two for the podcast. Just this one.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Although, I the only the main person who would object to that would be um Jan Gomes because uh we saw him <laughs> go four for four in one game. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like, uh, um, w- but I will say, Jack, besides that Cardinals game and these two Reds games, have there been any other games that we have gone to since we started the podcast that we haven't counted for the podcast? I don't think so
0: no i don't think so either and i think we should also say too that like the wednesday and thursday games we didn't really go to together um right you know you went you went with your wife and i i had just picked up a separate ticket and kind of and sat by myself just because I, I was intending to go to that game anyway and then thursday i had the day off and was going to go by myself anyway but you just happened to uh get some tickets too so Got some free uh, tickets
1: from work yeah and so i yeah. we ended up showing up I, I missed the first couple innings of the Friday, a Thursday game because I was trying to get there from work. So yeah, it was a whole thing. So yeah, I, I think it makes sense that that this is the one we count and just leave it at that. But well, if yeah, we'll, we'll we might uh, get into some other things that we experienced separately. We did do the bus together on Wednesday uh, for the Reds, so maybe we, we could talk about that uh, when we talk about this bus meeting. But anyway, let's talk about this uh, this Giants game. So yeah. um, yeah, so we were sitting like upper deck box all the way in left field corner for a while there. It was like we were like on an island by ourselves um there was only like one couple like to our left um so we're all the way in the left field corner so we were like we were one section from the very end uh so it was kind of cool we had a cool view of like um third base and shortstop like when there would be a, like a ground ball we had a good angle on them throwing to the first base so that was cool and then any ball that came out like any f- home run ball or fly or deep fly ball that went to left field we had a perfect angle on it so we, we could see the per- a trajectory just to, to know if it was going to be a home run or not. So that was, uh, that was cool as well, which would actually come into play. Um, not, you know, not only for us, but also for a guy who came over and sat by us. Yeah. Um, the first thing that had that happened um, d- the, during the Cubs, like introductions, um, they were, um, they were calling out, they they were showing like the Cubs, they were doing the lineup and they were showing like a little video, like thing for each guy. And there was some guy behind us. Who was just who had something to yell for each guy, but it was one of those things where like he was yelling it, but it was like too long. It was like a whole sentence or like two sentences that he was yelling. Um, it was kind of hard to to delineate exactly what he was saying. The only thing that I really caught for sure was when Michael Michael Hermosillo was back with the club and and um, he was introduced. We just hear from behind us a guy go like Hermoso, Hermoso. <laughs> And it's like that's not his name. I'm, um, I, mean, I, yeah, cause not it's cause I was gonna say like, Herm- hermosillo is the diminutive, but that would be hermosito. So like, Hermosillo is just a completely different word than hermoso. Um, so I don't even, I don't know. I, I don't. I thought that was either. I thought that that maybe that was like his like little nickname he made up for him, but I think he just just didn't know the name. He just said the name wrong.
0: Yeah, I was at a White Sox game about a month ago, and every time AJ Pollock would come up, some guy yelled out Pollo! But like you know, Pollo means chicken, and Pollock is Pollock doesn't mean chicken. I mean, Pollo <laughs> is in that name, so you know sometimes people just yell out stupid stuff. Um, you know, and I think I think that uh, that was you know that was one of them. It was good to see Aramisio back in the lineup. Uh, maybe one of our last chances to see him in a Cubs uniform, so that was cool
1: yeah yeah we'll see yeah um i was reading today jack there's the cubs like have like 20 plus guys like minor league guys who are gonna who are like el- eligible for the rule five draft and um you know there's it's 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 looking bad there, the cubs are gonna lose uh i think a decent prospect this year at least one uh-huh. or two in oh, the man. Rule five draft which is which is gonna be a tough pill to swallow so we'll see what they end up doing but yeah i digress um so um so yeah so I don't know Jack did you catch anything else that that guy said other than Herm- Herm- hermoso no
0: and I, I don't even think we really determined who who it was that was yelling it uh, for all we know it could have been this next guy that we're gonna talk about right I, uh, it, I don't know
1: it occurred to us it occurred to me like late late in the game that this might have been the guy who was yelling stuff he kind of had that the spirit of of the guy who was yelling stuff. Um, So, so pretty much like right after that happened, um, we were sitting down. I think I said like it was a breezy day. Um, We were sitting uh, pretty much on an island by by ourselves. I don't know if I looked back or the guy said, I think, you know, he said something to us. He called our names out. Um, So I hear like this voice over my right shoulder and it's this kind of like older guy, probably in his like late fifties, maybe mid or late fifties, I'd say. Um, uh, Older guy and he like he he just goes like hey fellas <laughs> like we kind of turn around and look at him he's like hey fellas the wind is blowing out how many homers today i'm saying i'm saying 3 to 5 3 to 5 <laughs> homers and uh, i was just like yeah i don't know we'll see and i'm like hopefully it's the cubs that are hitting them um but uh i yeah i think i said like yeah you know i i'll i'll say five, I'll, I'll say like 3 or something um so so yeah, yeah. but yeah,
0: and, and then I, I uh I said something. Uh he just completely talked over my comment, but I said, uh I said, yeah, the you know, the problem is there's not many guys in the game who can hit him. Which right. is true. And I thought it was a good comment because the Giants lineup was dog shit, uh, as you know, and the Cubs is you know, the Cubs are the Cubs this year. Uh but like I, I tried to like talk and the guy just totally talked over me. I don't remember what he said when he talked over me. Do you?
1: No, he was just he was just babbling about something like <laughs> uh like oh yeah well whatever that's a lot of you know the win. it's crazy win. Yeah. I don't know he just yeah. like, he just blathered something over you um so yeah so it is what it is but um, and, yeah,
0: yeah let, let's let's say this too like uh, predicting that there are going to be three to five home runs in a game in today's game uh, mm-hmm. especially like on on a nice day. Um, you know, in the summertime, that's not exactly a very bold prediction. Um, no, you know, yeah, yeah, there will be anywhere between like two and seven home runs in today's game. It's like, it's not, (laughs) you know, it's not, it's, it's probably, it's not a bold prediction at all. Uh, this guy was, this guy was funny though. He was, uh, he was having a big time at the game. Uh, you know, he, he was moving all around the, all around the section. Um, he, he got a couple of beers. At one point, uh, these two, uh, young ladies got up, they were maybe in like their early twenties and, uh, they started, they started walking up the aisle and like the guy like tries to, the guy, he like hit on them. Uh, did, even did you hear he was... what
1: he said? No. did gar- you? Well, he, no. so there was, yeah, two, two ladies. One, one girl was wearing uh, a Christian Yelich Brewers Jersey, like blue Jersey with like yellow sleeves. And then the other girl was just wearing like maybe a Cubs shirt or maybe just nothing like no, like logos at all, whatever. But the guy goes like the, the girl with the yellow jersey walks by him and he goes, Oh, UCLA. Did you go there? (laughs) And like, that's why I was like, I asked you, Jack, if you saw her hat, because I'm like, was was she wearing a UCLA hat? Because (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't think she was. And I think he just thought the, the, the Brewers jersey was UCLA. So, I mean, and then the girl goes like, no. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I was just wondering, you know, it's a great place or something. And then she just kind of like walked away and left. So the guy definitely shot, he, he you know, he shot a shot with her. Um, but even if he had a shot, he kind of blew it by like, asking about UCLA when she was wearing a Brewer's shirt. So that was a swing and a miss for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, especially, he was,
0: especially it's, it's not even the right colors either. UCLA is powder right. blue. It's not dark blue.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm, I'm hoping there's a chance that she had a UCLA hat and a Bruins yeah, sure. and a, and a Brewer's shirt. Um, uh jersey but i i doubt it i think he just thought that that was a a ucla jersey that that would be my where my money was at um but yeah he would like you know the cubs did hit a couple homers in this game too to be exact um so this guy would have um you know he would have overshot the uh the over under i guess but um after the first one you know (laughs) i i couldn't help but look at the guy and he's like all right we both we both kind of said like okay one down one down like i was like trying to play along with this guy because this guy like he, like Jack said, it was having a day um, out at the ballpark. Um, I mean, he he was getting a couple beers. Uh, at one point, he he called for a vendor for for a beer, and like the guy just didn't come. He like the guy didn't hear him. So I was like, I'm sure the guy was like pissed because that that was like you know ten minutes where he couldn't have a, a drink or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, um, so he was yeah, you could just tell he was just like blowing off the day and just like getting getting a little tipsy at the Cubs game, hitting on some uh women like more than half his age um um more uh younger and uh um yeah uh although at some point he he did leave like after the seventh inning stretch or something so he
0: did he did leave yeah it
1: it was not long after he got shot down by that girl too so i don't know i hope he didn't i hope he didn't view the day as a loss because of that but um but yeah, uh, so no, a,
0: a, a lot of people did see that, but you know, still, yeah. he should, not he shouldn't view it as a loss.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, so the, the next thing, um, like there was, uh, you know, there's less vendors these days at Wrigley at, 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 Cubs games at just baseball games in general. Part of it is because they have like mobile ordering. And so they do have a thing now where you can like, they brought back like the mobile ordering where you can like order to your, uh, seat and have like a vendor come and bring you, um, the food and so uh the this guy came over and delivered food to these people um maybe maybe this guy was actually even just selling like hot dogs straight up and i think this was like the group of four guys in front of us who he brought this to which we'll talk about in just one second um but uh we i we i saw this this vendor before i can't i feel like no it must have been i think it must have been um we went with uh I went to a, a game with um past guest Mark Bubblebath uh, a couple weeks ago so maybe it was at that game where this where we saw this actually um this Cubs vendor came uh he walked down into the upper deck box first row and he sat down in the first row put his feet up on the railing and was just on his phone and he was still wearing his Cubs uniform like you know he it's it, he was seemingly still working but he was just like Kind of just like, fuck it. And he was just like sitting in the seats, like looking at his phone. And I was like, this is not cool. He was also kind of blocking my view a little bit. Well, anyway, I've seen this guy now multiple times since then. And he just has this kind of like, kind of crappy attitude. Like, he's just like, man, this sucks, man. Like, whatever. This is just a job, like whatever. And it's like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of uh, annoying to see, I guess. I don't know. Um, he looks kind of like just a, like a smart ass. I, I don't like, I don't like the look on his face, but anyway, he came over and he brought food to these guys. And I, I, I remarked to Jack, like, oh, this is, I this is this, I saw this guy, you know, sitting in the seats, like not doing his, like just on the clock or whatever. So he um brought this, these food, this food to these guys. He walks by and like, he just like he he walks into the aisle and starts going up and he walked when he he walked right past me i heard him go like ah oh, shit <laughs> like that like like not and not like a mad, like oh shit like i forgot my keys it was just like he was just like ah oh, shit like i'm tired man and it's like dude this is your job like i i agree that it looks tiring but it's like you've you've probably been doing this job for like you know 5 months at this point now since the beginning of the season it's like don't, you know, I, he seems surprised of, of the rigor of this job, but yeah, he just like let out this, like this, like uh this fluster or this, like just exhausted, like, oh shit. And I was like, man, this guy is a complete, completely unprofessional.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, so much, so much for the friendly confines. Um, Like, you know, you got, you got the giants playing their, their third game in 24 hours, you know, and this guy can't even get through a, a two hour shift.
1: Right, just just hawking uh, hot dogs and stuff. But anyway, um, so I think he was bringing food to these guys in front of us. But Jack, when did these guys? These guys showed up after the game had already started, for sure, right? Like, oh,
0: definitely. <clears throat> so it was it was a group of four guys. Um, they were just four like just you know guys. Again, mate, like maybe in their early fifties. Just just nerdy looking guys um you know one one guy looked to me he looked like ben kingsley well
1: Uh, they were we should say that they were like middle-aged guys for sure they weren't like nerdy like you know college guys or something these were like these were like 40 50 somethings um together and like they looked like you know fucking like it was like the deep chill or something like these four guys like like uh you know like um maybe they were friends from college or something and they were like kind of getting together i don't know what the deal was but they were yeah they were just like dad dad age guys
0: yeah and the, the weird thing about it too uh so, so is it the big chill is that what you're oh the, yeah
1: yeah the big chill
0: yeah yeah with uh yeah yeah so I've, I've seen that um uh but uh yeah so i i agree though um and and like the just their their relationship and them being together like they, they seem very incongruous uh in relation to each other like they didn't, they didn't look like four guys who should have been hanging out. Um, It was just, it was, yeah. they, they had like a weird vibe, but they also had like a very dorky vibe about them too. Um, There there was one guy, Uh, he was wearing a Derek Jeter all-star game jersey. Was that from the 2014 all-star game? What, what all-star game was that from? Uh,
1: honestly, I'm not sure. It, I feel like yeah. it was maybe older than that even, but uh, may, it could have been, it could have been the 2014 or 2015 all-star game, or it could have uh, been like from the aughts. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah and and this this guy it, correct me if i'm wrong jeremy but it was, it was the guy who was in the uh, in the in the Jeter jersey he did this this just this this dorky pose where he had a hot dog in one hand and a beer in the other hand and he like he held, he held him out and like almost as if he was shrugging like with these two items in his hand and like his, his buddy took a picture of him it was just the least I wish I could could like take a photo and post yeah. it on, online. you know yeah
1: it's definitely a visual sort of thing. I don't even know if he, I don't even think he was shrugging. I think he was trying to look cool like he had he held the beer up like he had just taken a sip of it, like kind of holding it up by his face and he held the hot dog like kind of down by his like waist to to his side, kind of like chuck it out, man. like like as if he just pulled it out of his pocket or something like boom, hot dog, like you know <laughs> you know, and then holding the beer like if as if he were like on like you know, a beach like in Malibu or something. But it's, and it's like, dude, you're, you don't, you're not impressing anyone. Like, this is not cool. First of all, anyone can get a beer and a hot dog. So it's not that big of a deal. And clearly like, you know, anyone could get into the stadium. Like you four dorks got in. So like, like what, anything you're showing right now is not impressive. It's like, it's the least, like it's attainable. Like, it's like the most attainable, you know, possible thing. So it's like, yeah, not, not impressive at all. Um, but but yeah, so but he did he did the uh, he he had his buddy, po- like, take this picture for him. Of course, he was kind of standing in our in our oh. sight line.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there was another guy, too. And, the, and like, we should say that these guys weren't really sitting together like the whole time. They were just kind of no. sitting around each other. Um And one of the guys sat right in Jeremy's sight line, like there were seats everywhere. There were seats just everywhere in front of us. And this guy just sits right in right in Jeremy's sight line, just completely oblivious. To the fact that he's sitting in front of anybody
1: yeah he was um he he yeah they they were just they just kept moving to, like they would get they would go and get beer like i actually you know what another dorky thing that that happened was the four of them showed up and the one guy like goes he's like all right i'll get the beers and he's like i need someone to come with me and it's like what a lame thing to do it's like please someone has to help me like you know it's like <laughs> like i'll buy the beers but i'm making you one of you guys come with me and carry two of them it's like uh, geez, like Bill, like, you know, like, could you make this any less like fun or enjoyable? Um, So that, that, that happened. Um, but like, yeah, like two would come and get beers and they'd sit in a different spot, like across the aisle. Then two guys would get up and like, like just move further away just to, to see what it looked like in these seats for like, you know, an inning. And they were just moving around forever for like, like constantly. And yeah, one guy sits down like in the row in front of us and then like three rows, like three seats over so he was directly in my sideline. So that was uh super annoying. Um uh there was one guy the the third guy who like we haven't just dis- so there's the that guy that guy definitely had like the most dad energy I would say he was just wearing like a faded polo shirt. You got the Derek Jeter all-star Jersey guy. There was another guy in an orange t-shirt. And I thought so they JD Davis was introduced. And this this fucking yutz stands up and gives him a standing ovation. And I'm like, what the hell are you standing up and cheering for JD Davis for? So I'm like, is he like a a Giants fan? And like he just happened, like he's just like he just decided to like show it at during this at bat. But no, when they left, I saw he was wearing a Mets t-shirt. Yeah, so, I,
0: I I noticed that too, and I, I think that your same question is valid though. Like, why is he standing up and cheering for JD Davis?
1: Right, you know, no, it's J- like
0: JD Davis is okay.
1: Yeah, and it's not like he was like, it's not like he's uh, Daryl Strawberry or like David Wright. It's like the guy is a a blip on the and on the New York Mets like you know hit franchise timeline, and this guy is like tr- like revering him like he's friggin', uh Mike Piazza or like Tom Seaver or something. It's like, dude. Like you're just trying to show off that like you know that this guy used to be on the mats or whatever. Like get a life, man. Um, so he yeah, he stood up and cheered for JD. And that was the only again, when people don't pay attention to games, it's it's like it's glaringly obvious. And then when they when they happen to decide to pay attention for some, you know, for some reason, it's just like, oh my god, like what are you like? You know, like, like, why, why is this the thing that made you decide to pay attention all of a sudden? So it it was weird. No, Um, yeah,
0: it it was like the, it was like that guy who, who had the outburst and all of a sudden he started yelling that Glaber Taurus was ass at the White Sox game, you know, didn't say a thing the whole, didn't say a thing the whole game. And all of a sudden he starts yelling at Joe Kelly to throw a strike and and says that Glaber Taurus is ass. So I'll never forget that one, man, but this, this is the same type of deal.
1: Yeah, very selective, um, very selective uh, involvement. Um, uh, and Jack, who, tell us about the the fourth guy. Of the yeah. Group.
0: Yeah. So it, it was this. So you got a, a Jeter All-Star Game jersey, a, a guy in a Mets t-shirt, the biggest J.D. Davis fan ever, just some random guy in a polo shirt, like a faded polo who's sitting in Jeremy's sight line. And then you have a fourth guy uh, with a completely like shaved, like cue ball head. Uh, who looked who looked like Ben Kingsley like I kept calling him Ben Kingsley like he had like the little guy like Ben Kingsley Stanley Tucci energy he was dressed in 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 khaki pants and like a Ralph Lauren checkered uh, button-down shirt Um, he looked like he just came from the office even though none of the other guys were dressed like that and here you know he didn't really do anything Uh, but here's the real kicker though these guys let they they look got there after the game started and they left at in like the bottom of the fourth inning. Yeah. Um, And when, and when they left, there was a song playing over the loudspeaker and, and Ben Kingsley like did a little shimmy as they were, as they were walking away. And it's like, why, why did these guys come to this game? If they were only going to stay for four innings, first of all, second of all, the picture of the beer and the hot dog that that one guy took, that's a fucking lie you know you yes. were only at that game for four innings you don't get to take a picture and post it on instagram you were barely there
1: no I, exactly. And he's he's gonna tell all his friends like or like he'll post it and then like people will be like oh hell yeah cubs game And it'll be like yeah man it was you know it was sweet you know beautiful day at the ballpark it's like dude you i hope you say like it was a great two innings at the at the game because that's all that you like have have claimed to like yeah it would be to- it would be a complete misrepresentation for him to like Make it seem like he went out for a day at the ball game, like because he was there for like four forty-five forty five minutes or something. <laughs> like you know, people have waited longer in traffic, um, you know, around the stadium uh, than this guy was at the game for total. So they're they're all a bunch of phonies. Um, Jack, the uh, the Ben Kingsley guy also had like some Jeff Bezos like vibes as well too. It,
0: like. Yeah, that that's a good one. I I might even say yeah, it was almost more Jeff Bezos than Ben Kingsley for sure.
1: Yeah, I think he um you know, I am not sure if he makes as much money. I don't I'm not sure if he's worth as much as Jeff Bezos is, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh that's a that's another story. Uh, but yeah, those guys were were annoying. I mean, they they're in the running for fan of the game for sure, fans of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um but uh yeah, there was uh let's see. We we had a uniform spotted um yep. at the game. Uh Carlos Rodon was starting the game um for the Giants. Um, guy who like you know has been there's been some suggestions that the Cubs should go after him in, in free agency. Um, would make sense because he pitched with the White Sox for so many years. Uh, this guy would this next guy would uh would you know be crust he would probably like his head would explode if if the Cubs signed uh Carlos Rodon because he was wearing a a Carlos Rodon uniform. He had a road he had a Giants jersey. And um, a White Sox hat. Um, it wasn't a Carlos Rodon jersey, Giants jersey, I don't believe. Um, but uh, Giants jersey, uh, White Sox hat, like just trying to like just clearly, you know, staking himself against the Cubs in this particular outing. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it definitely isn't uniform. At least like you could you could see what the references were with both of them. But, uh, you know, who would know? for sure what was going through this guy's head uh and also this the white socks hat that he was wearing was was definitely like phony looking it was definitely like bootleg looking
0: yeah it looked it looked like he bought it uh you know outside the stadium from one of those guys who sold who sells fireball
1: yeah no yeah exactly yeah and that's exactly what i was going to suggest jack um like the uh we don't ever really talk about it but they're along with like you know beer and 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 hard seltzers they these guys also sell these like Pretty crappy looking, like White Sox hats that are totally bootleg.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh. Jeremy, I I actually hadn't thought about that before, but you know, throughout the game, we were talking about the Cubs might sign Rodon. That that would kill White Sox fans. Uh. Oh, that yeah. would that that would be really funny. That that that's another aspect of that that I hadn't really thought about. But that's uh that's good. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Most definitely.
0: Yeah, so Jeremy, every once in a while, we'll find ourselves situated by somebody who just likes to hear themselves talk, um, and they'll be right behind us, so we can catch a lot of the things that they say, um, and mo- most of the time, it's just the, the most inane stuff you, you could possibly think of, um, and and that happened today. Uh, there, there was a, a guy and a, a gal behind us, um, probably in their 20s, uh, I got the vibe that they were in like their mid-20s, uh, sort of just maybe a couple of years out of college, uh, and the guy was doing most of the talking and he was just one of the most insufferable people you could possibly imagine.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Uh definitely in their mid-20s for sure. Um uh they were just talking about like everything. They they remind it reminded me very much of the conversation we heard back at the Under Armour game, uh, with the uh oh, I got it write off. Those people yep. tax write off. Like it, it reminded me a lot. It had a lot of that vibe to it. Um, at first, the guy, like the guy was saying, like the girl was saying, like, "See, look, look over there," um, and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah, right." Like, and she's like, "Yeah, look, they're roof. They're on the rooftop." And he's like, I had no idea. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know that they weren't part of the stadium. I thought that that was part of the stadium. And he's like, look, Wrigleyville rooftops. He sees, like, the like the sign that says Wrigleyville rooftops. And he's like, all right, we got to look it up right now. rooftops.com. Look it up. And, like, they looked it up. And I'm like, who the fuck doesn't know about the fucking rooftops, like, outside of Wrigley Field? Like, man, even if you don't know anything about baseball, like, I feel like you know... About the rooftops at Wrigley, like it's it's it seems like ubiquitous. Like I don't, I I just, I I don't get it. I re, I really don't get it.
0: No, I I mean it's it's unless he he was from out of town. But even then, even then, like it, you know you you I just, think you they, know about it. it's like the Ivy.
1: Yeah, I think they were from out of town, but I still don't. I still don't give them a pass on that. Like, it sounded like they were from New York or something because they were they were just talking about everything. So they talked about the rooftops and like I don't know what their you know their query to uh dot <laughs> com. Um, you know, figure it out. I think he said like we got to do that. He's like, yeah, we got to do that. Um, and I heard them. I heard just her bits and pieces here and there. And then I heard the girl say like, well, New York's baseball team is the Mets. And I'm like, what? And like, then I was like, okay, these people just are just a mess. Like, so she's like, yeah, New York team's baseball. New York's baseball team is the Mets. I'm like, what? Like, I hope I missed. I hope I caught that like really out of context. Like, she's like, can you believe what this idiot said? She said New York baseball team is the Mets like and I'm like, wow, you really don't know anything about baseball. Like hopefully that that was the whole context. But that was ridiculous. Um, And then then they just like went off on like a 25 minute conversation, like uh, conservatively, 25 minutes about like we about this one topic. It started with I heard the guy say, like, I hate fast fashion. And they were just, they were just gone on a, on a interminably long conversation about fast fashion.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like the guy was like, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, like uh the the item is made in Vietnam and then they put it in plastic bag A or plastic bag B or plastic bag C. I had no mm-hmm. fucking clue what what he, what he was talking about. Yeah, he's like um, they
1: arrive, they arrive, they're all in plastic bags, and so it's plastic bag A or plastic bag B or plastic bag C. Like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, and he you know he was just repeatedly like it was all just him griping about the fashion industry. What what I took from that conversation is that like he you know was trying to break into the fashion industry or maybe that had been his major in college. And it's like, hey man, I I've I've heard this this type of thing before. Like you're griping about the fashion industry because you can't break in because you suck, like you're (laughs) because you're a fucking loser and you're not good enough. That's why you're griping. Like if the fashion industry wanted any part of you, you you know, you you would be uh, you would be singing its praises. But instead, you're griping about it because you're a failure. Um, (laughs) So that was that was what I got out of it.
1: I mean, I I'll say, and I said this to Jack about fact. I said after this conversation. I never felt more like buying some fast fashion, uh, items ever. Like just whatever this guy was talking about in favor of, I wanted to do the opposite. And if this guy, if, if this guy talks like this at meetings, I can see why he, you know, why the fashion industry doesn't have want to have anything to do with him. Because like, I would just want to get, I would want to do the opposite of whatever this guy does. He was just so annoying, uh, with the way he was speaking. Like it was, it wasn't even his tone or like, it was just like there, his his overall lack of knowledge and um, just like he was just drolling on and on and on about fast fashion. It's like, dude, this sucks. You suck. You're boring. This topic is boring. Like, let me get, get me another beer. So at least I'm like drunk. Like it was it was horrible. Um, they 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 finally stopped at some point And I said to Jack, I'm like, wow, this is this is the first break in a long time. And like, you could feel, cause here's the other thing. We were by ourselves the whole time. And then these fuckers showed up in like the third or fourth inning and they were sat directly behind us, even though there was, they could have sat staggered to us or whatever and just fucking yapped the whole fucking time. And we were like having a nice, quiet, like chill, like experience. And these people like sat right behind us and we just yap, 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 yapping behind us the whole time. And then when they stopped, I could feel I almost felt like I could breathe deeper again. It really was like oppressive, like how much they were just fucking yapping on. And uh I was said to Jack, I'm like, this, yeah, I can feel like the like, you know, the 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 break, the in, in conversation, and it felt it felt great. And then immediately after that, uh the the the, the, the uh giants pulled a pitcher and they started playing the YMCA. And this doofus starts stomping his feet to the beat. It's like do like uh-huh. during the intro to YMCA, just stomping his feet, which are close to our ears. And it was just like, dude, you just suck completely.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, did they um did they know what the YMCA was?
1: Well, so then like then after the song, like you know, they they then they started talking about the YMCA, and like I heard the girl say, like, what is the YMCA? And like, and like, then like the guy was like talking about, I think he was saying like, yeah, you know, people can go there and, you know, take a shower or something like, you know, whatever. And like, but it was like, yeah, of course, of course, she doesn't even know what the fucking YMCA is. And it's like, you, you know, you meet like, you know, I, I, I teach high school students. And so like, I hear about things like, I hear all about what things high school students don't know. And it's, it's, it's jarring for sure. Like, um, who was it, um, Oh man, who was it? Was it Pete Alonzo or?
0: Well, Cody Bellinger didn't know who Seinfeld was.
1: That's what it was. Cody Bellinger didn't know what Seinfeld was. Yeah. You hear these kinds of things and you're like, oh my God. Like, um, I mean, at least he's an athlete and you know that he's like, he's like probably just like, you know, at the fucking batting cages all day and like, you know, like whatever, like as he was coming up in baseball. So that's why he didn't know um, about Seinfeld. But it's like these people, I, I, these people certainly have time to to have uh, in their lives to have gleaned that the Wrigley that Wrigley Field ha- is famous for their rooftops and that the YMCA is like a real thing. I mean, YMCA's are currently open. Oh, and they were like, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. They are just talking about the YMCA's and like, it's like, I mean, I had a member a gym membership at the YMCA like, you know, like a decade ago. Like they're like they're still like up and around and very relevant. Like I don't, you know, it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, um I, I mean uh uh yeah, they they have one in in the town where I grew up in. Um and you know, it's it's just a cliche like uh, you know, oh yeah, that 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 old basketball player, you know, he'll be in 10 years, he'll be playing Saturday morning pickup games at the Y. You know, if you right. were, you know, if you were to say if you were to say that to her, she'd have no idea what you were talking about.
1: Yeah, no, she yeah, she would uh yeah, it it would not uh, it would not go over. Um but yeah, so they were uh and then uh they they did it was funny they left they they had drinks and then they got up and they left and i thought that they were gone and then they came back with food and they were like eating for a little bit and then they they finished their food and then they left and it was just that was a weird move it's like to get food like again like getting food right at the end and then leaving it's like they could have just left and got other food somewhere else like for cheaper probably even even around wrigleyville um probably cheaper so it was uh again a weird move um but uh but yeah um definitely super annoying um and I guess in terms of like who annoyed us the most I guess these people probably would win rainway theater player or a fan of the game I guess it,
0: yeah is is that the uh is that the the standard for like who gets it is like who who annoyed us the most
1: I mean yeah I think it I think it all depends like from game to game you know sometimes it's someone who Maybe did something positive, but I think in the, in the true spirit of, of who we are and what the show is, it's, it's probably like the most annoying person or the worst person.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I I was, I was going to say, Jeremy, I I think the fan of the game for the last game is the guy who uh, the guy with the pot leaf socks. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know why, you know, that, that's like, you know, this is a nice segue, but that was like the, the David Bodie home run, uh, against the nationals from 2018, the grant, the walk-off grand slam, you know, one swing of the bat. It's like that, that's all that guy needed was just to take his shoes off and, you know, show us his socks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, that guy, I mean, that guy contributed a lot to our experience. We were talking about Jack Peterson and like, you know, he contributes a lot to the conversation of baseball. You know, he's he's definitely a lunkhead, but like he contributes a lot of entertainment uh, for better, or for worse. Uh, hopefully. Luckily, so far, all of his indiscretions have been like not that bad. You know, like they're just right. kind of like, you know, harmless, like bonehead stuff. Um, I'm sure he's probably capable of some some pretty bad stuff, um, but so far so good. But it's like, you know what, what do you contribute to the experience? Like these people contributed nothing. Uh, the the pot leaf guy at least contributed some like heads scratching fashion choices, you know? (laughs) So anyway, um, but speaking of David Bodie, uh, uh, were they speaking of, yeah, you were speaking to David Bodie. Um, His, he, we haven't seen him in a while. We haven't seen him play in a while. Um, first time this year, I'm pretty sure. I think maybe we saw him earlier. Oh, no,
0: you know, he he made those two errors. Um, oh, that's right. uh, That's right. They they were, they were both called hits, but uh, oh, God,
1: that's right. Jesus, that was this year, wasn't it? Yep. Um, well, he's back with the team. Thank God he's back with the team. Um, so he can, uh, you know, take some playing time away from Christopher Morrell or, uh, anybody for that matter. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so he was in the game at, fr- at third base. He actually made a couple plays uh, in this game, uh, but still it's not it's not enough. But um, they he was conveniently recalled by the Cubs after they had already played in Toronto. Um, so, you know, we're not really sure if he would have been able to play in Toronto. Uh, there's some speculation based off some of the things he said in the past that he probably would not have been uh, able to play, which means that he, uh, uh, you know, has made certain choices. Uh, for himself which he's um uh, constitutionally allowed to do (laughs) i suppose um but um interesting he did come up to to bat and like he came up to some like crappy like country song that was probably like religious in tone um i didn't really catch the lyrics specifically but i did notice uh ironically enough the name of the band and it's ironic for this guy based on his stances on like the vaccine uh his uh his uh, the band name was called need to breathe i think that's interesting um you know i think that's um you know that could be an issue that might face david bode in the future um but uh but uh but yeah so i don't know uh the guy is under contract for like two more years and uh i don't know i just i don't know how they can waste a roster spot on him like if if you're a cubs fan google like the guys who are up for rule five this off season and it's like if we lose one of these guys and david bode maintains his spot on the forty man. I will not be happy at all. Um, so you know, we'll see about that when the off season comes.
0: Yeah, you you know, a, a big market team like the Cubs, I think they probably still owe him about ten million dollars. No, 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 they wouldn't owe him that much. It was a a, a five year, fifteen million dollar contract. So you know, you figure they probably owe him about three million more. Uh, they can they can eat that uh, to to you know get rid of his roster spot for two years.
1: I think, I think it was a little, I think it was slightly backloaded Jack. So I think they actually owe him more like seven or something, which okay, is okay. a bummer, but, but yeah, so,
0: some, sometimes those, yeah, those contracts are, are backloaded. Um, yeah. But like you said, Jeremy, Google, Google that. And then, uh, and then Google WrigleyvilleRoofTops dot com.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then do nothing about it.
0: <laughs> um, um, yeah. So that, uh, that, I think that basically wraps up the game portion of it. There's a ton just a, just a ton of stuff uh, out at the bus uh, the Cubs ended up winning that game we saw them take two L's versus the Reds if I'm not mistaken but they ended up they ended up beating the Giants uh, they hit two home runs um, and the final score was four to two if I remember correctly is that right
1: um, that is correct yeah
0: nice nice um, we, well, we were in the left field bleachers and we were a little bit worried not bleachers uh, we were in the left field upper deck uh, and of course you know you have to go out through right field. Uh, the right field exit to get to the bus or to be really close to the bus. So we were a little worried that we, uh, you know, we weren't going to get a good spot at the, uh, a good spot at the table, so to speak. But, uh, we, en- we ended up getting a, a, a pretty perfectly fine spot for, for that Giants bus. So I was pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah. It was, it was kind of, um, awkward because there were like kind of like two spots. Well, there was like one spot open by the, by the, the wall of really like the, the, the fence. Um, but there was only room for one person. So like, I, I, I went there initially to see if we could kind of squeeze in there, but I ended up just joining Jack, like at kind of the end of the row, which still wasn't that bad. Um, it was like, kind of like right by where the bus was. So we were kind of close to the door of the bus. There was a guy to my left, a big guy, older guy, um, who was like, who had like several binders with him and he was clearly like a pro grapher guy, like. He was definitely there for the the autographs, and it wasn't his first rodeo, and uh, he was like kind of ready to go, like with all his cards and everything. um whether or not he knew who any of the goddamn players were is is to be determined. but he was there. He was kind of taking up space, but he also wasn't like he wasn't really obnoxious. So like I actually think this guy helped us out later on um a little bit, but I don't know i didn't I didn't hate the guy. He didn't do anything necessarily to annoy us, but there was one questionable thing that happened, basically. Um, the first guy who came out for the Giants uh, was pitcher Zach Littell, which was odd because he was also the last pitcher to pitch for the Giants. So um, there were definitely a lot of uh, family and friends and girlfriends and wives like on on the bus, like coming out. They almost filled up like a whole bus all by themselves, um, which was kind of crazy. The game did end around... Um, like six o'clock, maybe six fifteen ish or so. So it seemed like kind of prime territory for like, um, you know, guys to shower, meet up with their friends or family or whatever, and then go out to dinner. So we kind of thought we would like miss a lot of the, um, a lot of the, 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 you know, players or coaches, cause they might go to dinner. Definitely. There were, there were some guys who just never came out, um, of the, of the bus exit. Uh, but the first one out was Zach Littell and he had just pitched I'm not sure if he showered or he just got changed right away or what, but uh, he came out and he was kind of like rushed and like looking to like meet people. I, it, it seemed like he got right on the bus and we noticed him right away. Cause he's, he's pretty noticeable. He's like got red hair and a beard. And uh, I was saying, I said to like Jack, I'm like, you know, we see the guy coming down and we try to say who it is to each other just so we know. Um, and so I think I said to Zach or to, to Jack, Hey, it's that Z- it's Latell." Um, And he came out and he looked rushed and his, I feel like his hands were maybe full. So I wasn't, we weren't really even going to like yell for him. I did have a card of him, but the pro grapher guy next to us goes like, Hey, Zach, you got time for one. And, um, and he kind of, Zach, like just kind of, Latell just got on the bus or whatever. Um, and it, it occurred to me that like, maybe this pro grapher guy heard me say like Latell, and then he like, it's like, Oh, there's, Oh, that's Latell Okay. And then Zach, come on. Um, so I'm not sure the jury's out on that one, but, um, not shortly after that, he, he ended up leaving, uh, you know, pretty early. He left after like, like Longoria came out, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, he, I, I suspect he was maybe waiting for Longo to come out. Uh, and then when he didn't, he just left, uh, you're, you're right, Jeremy, I was trying to pinpoint exactly when that guy, uh, when that guy left. Um mm-hmm. yeah that that was a that it, it's always funny when someone's waiting for one specific autograph and they leave like that guy who was waiting for Jose Hernandez and didn't get him. Um yeah like, like yeah like you said he uh this guy didn't really give us any problems and he he had like sunglasses on too. Like he was kind of like a squirrely looking guy but he didn't yeah. really do anything.
1: No he didn't. And um he'll come up in a second um uh, not in a major way but it's something that I noticed. I don't know if you yeah. did as well Jack but um so guys were pouring out and the giants were like kind of on the harder side to identify first of all they have a lot of scrubs anyway um austin wins austin dean austin slater uh brian austin green uh you know (laughs) steve austin whatever um they got all these guys um who like who the hell are these guys so like those were guys those were almost like lost causes to catch um in general um tommy listella is on the team and he came out and uh, no one really seemed to like notice or, or like he he kind of like kind of snuck up on us a little bit. Um, but, Jack, you did yell. You yelled Tommy, right? You yelled for him. Yeah, I,
0: I did. I did yell Tommy. Um, I, I, I don't really particularly like Tommy Lestella and I didn't really want his autograph. But, uh, you know, I know I know I know you kind of wanted him. So I just uh, I was like, oh, I got nothing to lose. So I did yell at him and he, yeah. he waved.
1: And he waved. Yeah, he was he was already on the steps of the bus. But he kind of gave like an awkward like last minute wave when he realized like we we yelled for him. So at least that's something, you know, we definitely have our like our like judgment systems for these players. Like either they stop and sign or they like say hi or they wave or they completely ignore us Uh, like yep. fucking Jake Fraley or uh, almost all of the Brewers uh, roster. Yeah, uh, or on- it-
0: honestly, uh, honestly, a lot of the Giants, too. Um, yeah. You know, we, we should say uh, a couple things. First, the Giants uh, had played a doubleheader in Milwaukee the day before. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then they lost today, they lost the two games against the Brewers. So they did take three losses in the last 24 hours, which, uh, that, that's not, that's not good, uh, circumstances for getting autographs. Um, yeah. also, this is the first time a team has had four buses. Um, uh, Jeremy, like you said, like a bunch of people, a bunch of family and friends and kids and whatever were pouring into the first bus. The first bus was almost entirely full of friends and family. Uh, we'll get to this later, but there were actually a couple players who got on that bus and then got off it probably because they were like, ah, you know, fuck this. I, you know, this is the this this is the least cool place I could possibly be. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, that that was strange. There were there were four buses, which is not something we'd seen before.
1: Why don't why don't you tell us about the that guy who got off the bus right now? Oh Yeah.
0: OK, sure. Why not? Yeah. So I, I guess I was specifically talking about one guy. Um, Lewis <laughs> Brinson is on the Giants now. I. I don't even think I knew he was on the giants or it was one of those things that like I saw the other day when I was looking at a box score and I saw Brinson in center field. And I was like, it's gotta be Lewis Brinson. So of course I clicked on his profile and it was, you know, on MLB.com and it was him. Um, So he has resurfaced uh, with the giants. Um, You know, he's back from the dead, so to speak. Uh, I thought he was finished, you know, completely washed. Uh, You know, the never did anything in the brewer's system, got traded, uh, never amounted to shit with the Marlins but now he's on the giants. Um, he's actually got like three homers and 20 at bats. Uh, but this is a guy who was just hanging on by uh, uh, the thinnest of threads. And, uh, he walks out to the bus and he's got sunglasses on and he's got like, you know, these like cool looking kind of like a button down shirt. That's unbuttoned with a t-shirt under it. He's wearing some, I think he's wearing like a a couple of like a, a gold chain necklace. And he's just, uh, He's just got like big, uh, big Willie Mays Hayes energy. You know, he's just like he's he's shaking his hair around. Like, yeah. he's he's laughing. He's smiling. Or Lorenzo
1: Cain like, energy.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, that was Lorenzo Cain energy. You know, he was I, I mean, he may have even stuck out his tongue a couple of times. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, you are like you are on the fucking brink of being cut at any moment. And you yeah. are a, you are a bust and you have never amounted to anything. And we of course, we like called for him. He didn't acknowledge us at all. He walks no. on the first bus, which is the family bus. And he immediately gets off like just like totally too cool for school. Didn't want to be on that family's bus. I'm like, yeah. who the hell does this guy think he is, man?
1: No, he was he was probably like, oh, man, who, who the hell are all these like crusty old people like get me on the players bus and just yeah. like hopped right off like he was like, oh, man, fuck this. Like, I'm out of here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Louis Brinson has disappointed every team he's ever been on like that's just that's just to sum it up that's the the least of you know what you could say about him he was um he was df he was i guess he was with the astros organization and they dfa'd him and the giants worked out a trade for him probably for like a bag of balls you know yeah (laughs) he had hit a couple homers recently but the guy does not he has not earned any sort of attitude whatsoever um so yeah he hopped off the bus real quick um, and then, Jack, why don't you? Can you tell us about this next thing that happened?
0: Yeah, sure. Well, there, there was, uh, you know, there, there wasn't much space. We should say that uh, in the stadium, there were a lot of uh, a lot of Giants fans in general. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of orange throughout the stadium. Actually, the Forty uh were in town uh, this weekend too to play the Bears. That that was a home game, right, for Chicago. I didn't get to watch the NFL today, but it it um, was,
1: yeah, yeah. So I have a yeah. feeling like a lot of I, a family and friends, maybe like and players, maybe went to that game earlier. Um or yeah. family at least maybe
0: yeah um, they, they may have and and that probably brought like an extra chunk of people from San Francisco to uh to come here it's just like yeah let's kill two birds with one sc- stone let's go see the 49ers and let's go see the Giants play at Wrigley Field actually sounds like kind of a fun vacation if you're a San Francisco uh sports fan it, um, do- it,
1: it does although I will say I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know uh those, those those San Francisco fans got completely drenched with rain today so uh yep. you know good for them so that's yeah, they they probably weren't and and they lost so they probably weren't too happy about uh the 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 trip as a whole if they did go to that football game.
0: No, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Um but so we you know the, the the bus itself Jeremy and I got good spots but it it started to fill up pretty fast um and there there were a a couple rows deep of people behind us. So I would say there were maybe 75 to 100 people there total waiting at the bus uh at its peak before most of the good players had left um so uh there wasn't much space uh in the front row uh and this kid comes between uh jeremy and like the old squirrely guy who called for zach patel and he says to jeremy he goes excuse me um and you know like the kid just he wanted to shove his way in there he was like excuse me and it wasn't a question he was like telling jeremy to move and of course like if if a kid does that and you don't move for him then you're going to hear it from the parents Um, or you're just you're gonna look like an asshole because you're not letting this little kid in here but it's like fuck you kid that's not how it works you know you're this isn't your spot you can't just push your way through here
1: yeah i mean it it was the it was the um it's almost like the kid knew the agreement he's like he it's almost like the kid was like oh well i'm a kid he has to let me in (laughs) right and then he was like excuse me and then like i'm like i at first i was like what the fuck and then i'm like Wait, this is a kid, and I'm like, oh, okay, buddy, get on up here. So I'm like, okay, get on get in here or something. But then we were really fucking packed in because after that. Like,
0: yeah, we we were. So th- this kid just totally didn't didn't earn his spot. Um, you know, you know what this whole graphing thing has made me think of? Uh Jeremy, have you ever seen the movie The King of Comedy? Uh-huh. Yeah, so th- there's this one part where uh Sandra Bernhardt, who plays uh uh Robert De Niro's um crazy friend. Uh, they're outside of the late night talk show that they're both fans of. And uh, uh, you know, they're, they are yelling at each other about something. And uh, uh, Sandra Bernhardt's like, you know, Rupert, uh, Robert De Niro's name is Rupert Pupkin. She goes like, Rupert, you didn't, you never did anything for me, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then Robert De Niro goes, he <laughs> goes, what do you mean? I never did anything for you. What about the time I gave you my spot? I waited eight hours in line to see Jerry. And then you came along and I gave you my spot. Uh, and it's like, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what graphing is, man. You know, yeah, like yes. you get it, you get a good spot and it's important, you know, like yeah. you can't move from your spot or you're going to, you're going to lose it. You can't get your spot back, you know?
1: Yeah, um, no, most definitely. I will say though, you know, then, you know, and judging by your, your impersonation of De Niro, I I suppose you're Rupert in this scenario and then I'm uh, Sandra Bernhardt, which that's fine, I suppose. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it's. I mean, yes, it's it's very much like that, and like I, I, you know, I'm not that isn't lost on me. I I understand like our place, um, in that kind of uh, ecosystem uh, now right. that we're doing in real life. But but yeah, it is de- that is definitely a good point. Like yeah, and that's a, a- amazing movie and a great line too.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, that happened. Kid forced his way in. Um, so, you know, the Giants weren't signing for many people. anyway, like, really, none of the Giants were signing, so it didn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> about halfway through uh, through the whole thing, um, this guy uh, on rollerblades uh, comes up. This this masked Avenger, um, and yeah. he was wearing, you know, American flag garb. He had an American he had an American flag over his face as a mask. I think he was on yeah. rollerblades. And he he had a big a big flag that said "Let's go, Brandon!" on it.
1: Yep, and he sure did, Jack. Um, I saw so, I <laughs> was I was looking at you, Jack, at some point, and I saw over your shoulder this fucking uh, specimen. And um, yeah, he was like, uh, he 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 had the whole thing. The American flag as a scarf up to his like, like the the edge of his bottom eyelids, like. <laughs> So, I mean, hey, this guy is very proud uh, to be waving that flag, so proud that he'll cover up his entire face, and then he had a hat on above that. So, um, super brave and proud and respectable this guy is, and not to mention the fact that he was on Rollerblades, too, and it's 2022, not 1993. So, that's another thing, too. So, I mean, hey, I'm glad that this guy is so proud and so brave to be doing this, that he's just, you know, showing his face and uh just just kind of like putting himself out there um he disappeared after a while but the 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 security guards did get get, have eyes on him and they were kind of like saying like you know they were kind of talking to themselves about the guy but he ended up being a non-factor um so you know i don't know if he was going to try to storm wrigley field or not but uh i don't know if that would have proven you know matched to his agenda but uh but yeah he was he was there and gone pretty quickly
0: yeah. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, like, you know, that he's doing something that's pretty confrontational and uh, he's, he's wearing rollerblades. So if he mm-hmm. was to get in any type of fight or anything, he, he's basically screwed. And, yeah. you know, the way the guy looked like he's not going to be able to go very fast on those rollerblades. Like, no, he's basically fucked if anybody has anything to say about what he's what he's doing. So it was just it was just a dumb, puzzling decision to begin with. But, uh, yeah, just, a, you know, just a, a troll in real life
1: yeah exactly and perhaps even resembled one we wouldn't be able to know because of the scarf but (laughs) um but yeah so um amongst other things that were overheard though um uh i don't think it was the same kid but there was some little kid who was waiting back there it it was was a
0: different kid it was a different kid yeah okay
1: yeah trying to get autographs and he was like talking to his parents and it's like all right like who do i get like you know blah 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 like what about him and like i heard the dad say what did the dad say he was like He's like, um, oh, he's like Jock, Jock's your guy. Jock's who you're trying to get. And like, I don't know if that kid was trying to get Jock or the dad was, but he's like, I I heard him say like, Jock's your guy. That's who you, that's who your guy is. <laughs> and like, it's like, okay, okay. Um, uh, but I did hear so <laughs> this uh this African American fellow came out um of the bus and he came over to someone who was like standing on the outside, I think, like an older woman, or like a, a middle-aged woman, whatever. And this guy was just Kind of just like a average built guy, maybe a little, uh, li- little hefty. I don't know. Um, but wearing like a tight like polo shirt or whatever. Um, of a certain age, maybe it was like late fifties, early sixties.
0: Yeah, he was in like yeah, he was in about his fifties,
1: I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, came over to the woman, and then like I heard, uh, this little kid he kept saying like, "Is that Barry Bonds? Is that Barry Bonds?" i heard i heard that lady said that's barry bonds and it's like it was just like <laughs> it was just like it was like it wasn't quite cute because the kid was just like just wound up about it he kept asking about it and it's like it wasn't quite cute i don't know like just it, it was maybe too much to be cute but i did i heard it a couple of times i didn't know if you heard it jack but then when you did hear it i saw you like 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 why, like broadly roll your eyes. Like you did a big eye roll. Uh, yeah. Well, it.
0: It, it was, it was just ridiculous. Jeremy. Yeah. First of all, like the kid was with his dad and he was asking his dad about it. And the kid repeated it like six or seven times to Yeah. the point where it was, it was becoming oppressive that he, he kept saying this. He's like, is that Barry Bonds? Someone said that's Barry Bonds. The guy over there that's talking to the lady, is that Barry Bonds? And he was, he was yelling it. He was yeah. saying it loud enough that this guy could have heard it. And it's like, you know, the, the dad should have shut it down after the first time. It's like, this is, this is bad. Like the one, the one black guy who's out here wearing a <laughs> San Francisco Giants polo, like this kid thinks he's Barry Bonds. Like right. we got to, we got to, we got to shut, we got to shut this down because it's, it is mortifying. Yeah. Um, like it's one of those situations where it's like, you're just, you're embarrassed for, you're embarrassed for everybody around you. Uh, and and the kid himself. So it was just, it was bad. Uh, he, uh, he yelled something a little bit later at a, at a player too, that I'll, I'll talk about, but, uh, yeah, this, oh, nice. this, this kid was, uh, uh, you know, he, yeah, he was, he was his own, uh, a piece of work too. <laughs> um, one of the coolest things though, and something I forgot, Jeremy, is that, uh, John Miller is the play-by-play announcer for the San Francisco Giants, uh, hall, hall of famer, uh, John Miller, one, one of the greats, uh, think... still working.
1: Yeah, I think he's the radio guy for the for the Giants. Yeah. Um Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um and it's it's cool like I uh you know, I, I never thought of him as being like a local guy, but I, I've known he, he he's done Giants games for years. Um right. But uh, you know, he he was uh, uh back in the 90s like he was one of the first baseball announcers that I was aware of. Uh he did Sunday Night Baseball with Joe Morgan. Uh you know, you uh, just uh, you knew the sound of his voice, you know, if you watched uh watched Sunday Night Baseball. So he, he came out Um and you know he had Richard Attenborough from uh Jurassic Park vibes. Like he was just like an old, an old like uh guy with gray hair. Um uh he he is probably 80 years old by now. But he came out and Uh, we called to him and we and he signed he signed our autographs for us, he signed our scorecards.
1: Yeah, I thought I heard some I thought I heard someone say that, um, that it was him coming out and I said, like, oh, I think that's John Miller. And then Pro Grapher next to me actually goes, like, yep, uh, yeah, John Miller. And um, he came over like he was kind of getting on the bus and some people called him over. And I think people were just kind of like showing him like a sign or some bullshit, like just kind of talking to him. And he was kind of looking at him from afar. And then, oh, yeah, no, there was this guy, this older guy who came over and like he was like, hey, John, like, you know, hey, how, you know, whatever. Like, uh, I I met you at Fan Fest or something like, I don't know what he was saying, some bullshit. But John Miller, like, I felt like couldn't really hear him maybe. And then kind of actually just walked over to him, which actually helped us out then he walked over and he was talking to this guy and this guy was just, just fucking bending his ear about some bullshit that you wouldn't want to trouble anybody with like who who has anything important going on. Um, So like he was BSing him about something, but in the meantime, me and Jack were like wanting to get his autograph. So we, we were kind of in the position and I will say pro grapher saw that I wanted his autograph and he kind of was like trying to wave him over. And he pointed to me, he pointed to my scorecard. So I don't know if you saw that Jack but
0: I did not I did not catch that.
1: Yeah, I I mean I I think maybe we could have got Miller without that guy pointing over. Like I don't think he came over just cuz he saw like I don't even know if he saw the guy pointing, but he was trying. he was actually trying to help us get John Miller. So I thought that was cool. Um nice. you know, I I maybe even should have said thanks for for the assist, but uh I didn't really have a chance to cuz mm-hmm. yeah, he disappeared nice. shortly thereafter, but um but he did come over. He um he signed our autographs as he was signing mine um i i said to him like oh john you're a legend uh this is a real you know this is a real treat or this is a real honor or something like that and you he didn't hear me and nope. then he goes to sign for jack and then what'd you say jack
0: yeah i said uh i said lo- loved you on sunday night baseball with joe morgan and he, he he paused and he was like thank you uh so that was cool like we i yeah. mean we got to hear him talk uh that time and a couple other times he was chatting with people and he definitely sounded like john miller um yeah. it's it's always cool when uh when you get to hear someone's voice like that in person. Uh so that was really neat. Another cool thing uh first of all his autograph is like very clear and he signed it Hall of Fame 10. So he signed yeah. it's always awesome when uh, when somebody does that. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean when if you get like a player like Ryan Sandberg or Andre Dawson like you have to pay them extra for like an ins- a Hall of Fame inscription um and so like to get Miller's autograph and have him do that was really cool. Um and yeah, he's he's just a legend. I uh, shared with Jack the uh, the famous Ruben Rivera play where he just overran the bases. And I I regret not thinking to say this at the time because I wasn't I knew that John Miller was going to be there, but I wasn't prepared for it. I was kind of more trained in on uh, uh, Kruko and and, uh, Dwayne Kuyper. But um, but uh, but yeah, I wish I would have said it, but like he's got a great call the renee rivera player and he's like that is the worst base running of all time and it's <laughs> like for him to think of that in the moment is just so amazing and i would have loved to have said that uh, to him i don't know if there's ever been any stories about that in in the follow like that seems it's a little kind of hardcore for an announcer to say that i don't know if he's like felt bad about saying that but it, you know so maybe it's for the best um, without knowing the full story but like i could see like a professional announcer maybe regretting saying that but in the moment it was perfect because it was just like what the hell are you doing? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was really cool, uh, to see, uh, to meet him just, I mean, he, he truly is a legend and, uh, that was just, it was really cool.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Super awesome. Uh, and then a lot of the times too, those announcers trying to get them, it's, it can kind of be low hanging fruit sometimes. Um, so yeah. it's, uh, good stuff. If you, if you get a good one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Jeremy giants went from 107 wins, uh, last year to, uh, uh, just b- slightly below mediocrity this year. Uh, they don't have uh, a ton of superstars on their team, so one of the uh, big players of note, we t- talked about him a little bit before, but Carlos Rodon uh, is having a, a really good season. Um,
1: struck out eleven guys in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he pitched a good game, five and two thirds. Um, you know, really, it was just a one mistake, a two run homer to Jan Gomes. Uh, like, like I said to you, Jeremy, when when your ERA is under three in September. Uh, you know, you don't want to be giving up a two-run home run to Jan Gomes. So he he seemed like he was pretty pissed off. Uh, he must have struck out the next four or five guys after he gave up that home uh, gave up that homer. Uh, so anyway, uh, it was cool to see him have a good outing. It was cool to see him pitch in general. Um, and he was definitely probably uh, like in the top three most anticipated guys to come to the bus. Uh, uh, to our left, as we were waiting uh, waiting for the players, there was a guy with a uh, Rodon White Sox jersey. Um, and that that's always that's always a big throwdown. At the bus, you know, when somebody brings a jersey, you know, you're going to wave it at the guy and you, you think oh, that the jersey, it, it's definitely going to make him come over. Um, uh, so Rodan comes out and then everybody's yelling for him. The little kid behind us, the kid who the kid who thought that uh, the guy was Barry Bonds, he, he starts yelling at Rodan. He says he says something like, can you sign my something something hat? My something something hat. Can you sign it? It's my something something hat. I was. Thinking maybe he said UNC Tar Heels because I think that's where uh, Rodon mm. played played college ball, but I don't think it was. It was and may, maybe it was a minor league team, but I want to almost say it wasn't that either. It's like this kid was trying to get uh, Rodon's attention. Did you hear him yelling that?
1: Uh, no, I I think I missed that because I was kind of zoned in. But um, sure, yeah he he went to South Carolina, I think, right? Wolf oh, he went Pack to South or Carolina something? or okay. North or maybe just North Carolina Wolfpack? Maybe I think I think it was okay. North. I think it was yeah.
0: Was it, NC, was it NC state?
1: It might be NC state Wolfpack. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I, I knew he went somewhere, somewhere on there. Any, anyway, so this kid was yelling at him, but yeah, this guy, uh, this guy with his white socks Rodon Jersey was like the, the thing he wanted most in life was just for Rodon to sign this Rodon completely snubs the crowd. Like doesn't yeah. even look up, does not even look up or acknowledge anybody and just goes into the bus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Total swing and a miss. Like that was his, uh, um, a twelfth strikeout of the of the game was was, was this guy. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, they the official score should should add one more strikeout to his his final line. Um, because this guy whiffed. Um, but yeah, so that was like, I mean, you know, I'm not. It's one of those things, like the the whole like you know, don't meet your heroes sort of thing, because I will let you down, and you know, you definitely run a risk of like getting let down. Like, luckily, we're doing like the visiting team. Um, you know, I'll never forget the 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 tough. Lesson I learned when Sean Dunstan snubbed me uh, as a little kid, Um, you know, I kind of uh, let it go. But like, you know, it would kind of suck to have a jersey of a guy stand there, try to get him to sign it. And then he completely just treats you like the dirt under his feet. Um, I would feel bad about having the jersey after that. And like, you know, I'm sure he paid a good amount for that jersey and doesn't want to feel bad about having to own it or wear it. So I don't know. That was that was a tough one for that guy. Um, I'm pretty sure he left after that too. He probably yeah yeah he did. He, he was probably um, looking for a match and and some lighter fluid. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Who who was who was that? That was it. Was it Chicago that they were burning? Was it like a Cutler jersey? I can't remember that. Yeah, was
1: it-, it was Chris Chelios and Vince Vaughn.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, good stuff. Maybe yeah, maybe Carlos Rodon is next. Um, so yeah, he totally snubbed us. Uh, like Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, they also like were complete snubs. But one that was a little ridiculous. So after, after like Crawford and Longoria and Rodan got on the bus, I think they got on the third bus and that bus left. Everybody cleared out. Like me, Jeremy, and and that was about it. Like we were like the only people left. Uh, we should say uh, our buddy Chris showed up again. Uh, yep. So he came by too. But it was like basically just us three out there for like the last bus and the last the last group of players. Um, we did get Harleen Garcia, which was pretty cool. So Harleen yes. Garcia came over and signed for us. Uh, that was neat. He pitched in the game, too. Always cool to get a guy's autograph on a day he pitches. But Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, I think it's Lamont Wade Jr. Yep. Uh, c- came out um, and like just he saw us, but like did not look at all. And like, you know, we, we kind of tried to call him over just complete, complete snub, complete snub by Lamont Wade Jr
1: yeah definitely not a guy who's earned the right to snub anyone who who shows any interest in him but uh he did he did have his hands full which which jack pointed out but um he he was a definitely snub like chris definitely called for him and, and it was a complete snub there for sure yep, yep. Yeah.
0: um so then something very odd happened uh yeah. th- there were there was this, this this group of like four women uh waiting uh waiting by the bus too they were kind of behind us though they weren't like waiting for autographs or anything and uh one of the women uh who's you know she was maybe about 40 years old uh she comes up to to us and uh you know she i think she like tapped me on the shoulder or something and she's like excuse me like uh did did last night's picture come out already and you know the, the three of us kind of like me jeremy and chris kind of just like we did like kind of a double take like we, we were kind of nonplussed and and then uh, Jeremy finally put it together that she was asking for Jake Junis, who, who pitched last. Uh, she actually said,
1: yeah, I think she said Jake Junis. Um, but, yeah, they were like, like you said, Jack, they were playing Milwaukee the night before. So, you know, and the Cubs played the Reds the night before. So it wasn't it wasn't the Reds that she was asking about.
0: Oh, did she did she specifically say Jake Junis?
1: She did. Yeah, she did.
0: Oh, OK, I, I thought you would give you had given her that one. Um, no, she but- said it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, she she was desperate to see Jake Junis. Um. She was for waiting, some reason. She was waiting with her friends out there to see Jake Junis. And I, I'll say this, Jeremy. Nobody nobody wants to see Jake Junis that badly.
1: No. No. It seemed like there was some sort of urgent message she needed to to relay to him or something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not not quite sure. Um. No. Now that I'm looking at his like social media, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many. I don't know how many uh, details we should be. Yeah. maybe maybe it was jake junas maybe it was someone else you know maybe it was <laughs> maybe. uh juan marichal you know who knows yeah
0: Tim yeah right. come. Uh, so, so or yeah, jake
1: that, junas it could have been him too
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh so that, that was very weird but uh uh there was definitely a woman out there who was very desperate to uh to see jake junas so that was uh you know we'll just we'll just leave that uh where it is um and then you know she she uh like we let her know that he had already gone on one of the uh previous buses we think uh i think well, I, I, heard, I you know maybe i did jake junis a solid i don't know i like well, i had right, heard some
1: yeah yeah I uh heard yeah somebody
0: say say that they were like oh is that jake junis um so i think i told her i was like oh yeah he left on one of the previous buses and she's like oh okay thanks and then she walked away
1: yeah and and then after, <laughs> jack said afterwards you know we were like yeah we heard someone say jake jake and then then jack goes like it might have been her who yelled jake she kind (laughs) of like shot herself in in her own foot um now that i'm looking at his headshot i'm like i think we did see like there was a guy who was either jake junis or alex wood or both of or we saw both of them uh but they did they were he was i think he legit was already gone but um yeah not really sure you know maybe she was a really big jake junis fan i'm not sure but um uh she didn't look like one but um uh i don't know so yeah i'm not sure what the deal is there but um uh i hope i hope uh, everything resolves itself nice and neatly (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah
0: so anyway uh the last guy we were waiting for was gabe kapler uh who did not who did not come out to the bus um we still at that you know sometimes the manager doesn't come out to the bus we you know and and we we didn't know why anyway yeah
1: yeah well they, they like so um yeah they the last you know every so like sometimes guys come out and they're like yep that's it you know we can go like like no one else like no one's left and um they're the last group of guys who came out were like these i think you know whenever the, it's either players coaches or like just staff guys and a lot of them are like number cruncher nerds or whatever is how we usually refer to them they're probably scouts or whatever, or sabermetrics guys. And this was like a group of nerdy guys, like four nerds or something came out and they're like, "Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so uh, the bus like, okay, like packing it up, whatever. They, they closed the luggage container or compartment and then they like get up and then they drive off and that's it. Um, So they, they drove off. And uh yeah, so these these nerds gave it the all clear, I guess, that that uh, you know, they were, you know, the bus could leave, I guess. Uh, and then so me, um, Chris and uh and Jack like start walking up the walking up Sheffield. Um, and we were like, we were gonna be like, hey, let's just go by the Cubs bus. Cause like I, it did seem like even though there were a lot of Giants guys, it did seem like they kind of like left kind of quickly, that like maybe there were still some Cubs coming out. So it's like let's go over by the Cubs bus. Like I wanted to go by it. So um, we did that. We were starting to walk up Sheffield. And um, I think, um, what was it? Uh, You guys were, you and Chris were talking about the Brewers, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I was commenting that like both times that uh, we've been to the Brewers, they've never signed for anybody. And, uh, you know, Chris was saying uh, he got Urias, Luis Urias. um, And he said he also got Narvaez, Omar Narvaez. And I said, oh, you got Narvi? And then some, some drunk guy. Who is passing us? Uh, heard me say Narvi and he went, Arby's? I could go for a roast beef. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, so that was something I didn't even hear. I, I heard somebody say something, but Jeremy, you're, yeah. you're the guy. You, you actually heard what he yeah. said.
1: Yeah. He was not a drunk guy, Jack. He was just a wise ass. Um, and he was just walking by. He's like, Arby's? And I, I could go for a roast beef and just kept walking <laughs> and like chris heard it and like me heard, and i heard it, and we were kind of laughing about it um and I, I i i shared it to you and uh yeah he was just some wise ass who was walking by us it was kind of funny um that was weird. yeah so then we uh uh get we we get to uh waveland then we turn left and we head towards the cubs uh parking lot which you know we never go to the cubs parking lot because we assume that it's it's just like impossible to get them um and uh you know that's just kind of the way that it is a lot of times it's easier to get the uh the visiting team um but we headed over there and they have this little pen this little like the these three like pieces of of uh barrier fence whatever um laid out um and it's it's like a little box and it's supposedly only for kids although we didn't know that right off the bat um although i think chris might have but um but we we, we go up and we see like a little commotion and and he's like he, he chris was saying like. Man, I never get any luck over here. I never get anybody. And um we walk up and like he's like, "Oh, wait, someone's signing." And we walk over and it's Christopher Morel. And he's signing for kids. And I had just um earlier that day, I had run into Chris at a card show a couple weeks ago and he was like, "Yeah, I don't have any Morel cards." And I'm like, "Oh, I got a I got a bunch like I'll, I'll you know, I'll bring you one next time I see you." And so when he when he came when he showed up at the at the Giants bus, I'm like, "Hey, I got something for you." And I gave him the morale card, and he was like super you know thankful to get it um and uh it, there he was then now signing autographs so we kind of we kind of busted over there, busted out our cards, and um we we went up there and he signed for both of us uh he signed our uh ads like a really cool like pro debut minor league card for morale um doesn't have too many cards doesn't have any major league cubs cards um so it was cool to get um to get that card signed for sure
0: yeah um uh like like you said jeremy uh you're not, if you're over the age of 18, uh, you are not supposed to, <laughs> supposed to be in that pen. Um, which Chris and I would, uh, would find out uh, a little bit later. Um, uh, wait, did, did Air happen, um, after the other autograph that we got that I'm um, that, that is next in line to talk about, or did it happen it before that?
1: It happened before that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you guys got your Morello autographs. I didn't try to get him cause I, I only had my scorecard with me and, uh,
1: I'd um, already got him.
0: I'd already gotten him, so I, I didn't try to get him. Uh, but so right after that, though, uh, as Morell was like still signing, Ermesio uh, came out and he started walking. Uh, uh, he started walking up uh, Waveland. Um, to, uh, to Clark. Uh, to, to, yeah, to to Clark Street, um, which is which is where we saw him last time. He must just live on Clark Street or in the hotel or or I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, so we we saw him, and I should say that okay. So like if you recall the last time, uh, if you if you don't recall. Or if you do recall he was the guy who got the big hit, the guy that's who got the right. big hit that's right um so that that was that scenario, and like i I don't know if i how much I kicked myself for it on the podcast, but I was kicking myself because I had a, a Michael Hermosillo card in my pocket, granted it was an angel's card. But I had it in my pocket didn't have enough time to get it out for Hermosillo, so he just signed my scorecard, but I really wanted him on the card then um Wednesday after the Reds game i <laughs> I dragged my my poor wife to the bus also, um, and she was waiting um, with me. And um, we were walking up, same scenario, walked by uh, Michael Hermosillo again. And I had the card in my pocket, didn't have enough time to fish it out. So I saw him and he saw me and I just said like, hey, welcome back, Michael. And he's like, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. And so it was kind of a nice, cool moment. Uh, but again, no uh, card, like no card uh, at the ready to sign. So then I saw him. He walked out turns down Clark and I'm like I gotta I just I gotta do it I just gotta do it like I didn't want to pull an ick in the stick to run after uh-huh. uh to run after like Hunter Green like that but I'm like this is the third like this is my my third chance like I, I I was kicking myself so I'm like I gotta just sell out and do it like I'll feel so much better after I get the card signed so I I kind of busted off and I kind of really had to go for it because he was over like he was like a full block away from me like I feel um and i had to run there were there was a dad and two other kids also running so i didn't feel like that bad yeah um but i definitely sold out and ran out uh after him um i did catch up to him like about halfway down clark um like right where you get to like the uh what's the what's the the little park the grass area called um
0: oh shoot i don't i don't know
1: uh why it's escaping me now um but uh I got him right over there and he he did stop and he signed for these kids and I had the card ready this time and I had him sign it and uh he signed it and so I got it mission accomplished um and he, like we said earlier it might be one of the last times we get him so um or like he, he that we have a chance to get him so I I did get Hermosillo on a card which I was very relieved about
0: Yeah um and and let's let's just remember uh for later in the episode that you got this right on top of the Morell autograph too Yes. Um, uh, a couple other players came out. I think when you came back, Nico Horner had, had, had come out. Um, what, what So what happened, Jeremy, was, well, you were uh, uh, selling out for Aramisio. Um Chris and I were just, we were still kind of by the pen. And uh, the security guards made us, like, stand back. We had to stand on the other side of the street from the pen. And they were like, yeah, 18, uh, 18 and under. You got to be 18 and under. So they were not they were not letting us back in. Um, at that one point, one of the dads tried to like sneak in while Horner was there or like an older guy. I don't know if he was on the dads, but they kicked him out. So like, they were absolutely not letting anybody who wasn't a kid into that pen. Um, so I can see why that would be a sort of a fruitless place to try to get autographs. If you were, you know, if you were guys like us.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it, it, the, it was funny because yeah, Nico was there signing and uh, I had just come back and I, I saw you and Chris, like not in that pen trying to get his autograph. So I'm like. Either these these guys got him already or they kicked him out of there. But I kind of just casually like kind of snuck in there. You did. Uh, and I you know, I don't know, I look young for my age, I guess. I said the wrong thing to uh Damien Easley <laughs> that one time. Yeah, but, right. um uh but uh but yeah, so like I I I I kind of slunk over there and like I wasn't there were a bunch of kids getting balls signed and taking pictures. Um so I wasn't I was like kind of letting that all play out. Um, and then he's like, all right, one more. Um, and then, uh, he took it he's like, all right, thanks guys. And then he kind of, he left. So I didn't get his autograph, but, um, it was cool to see. And then when I came back, like you gave me like a signal, but I didn't really, I couldn't really tell what it was. And then when I came back, I was like, did you know, I, we, we, you, you, you clued me in on that. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it was, it was, uh, you know, nothing for nothing because I didn't get kicked out and I didn't get the autograph. So whatever. (laughs) Um, we also saw Sean Newcomb out there and Nelson Velazquez as well. Um, Newcomb, I'm, you know, a little indifferent about and Velazquez, I've gotten already on a card. So I was OK there. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Um, and then um, then we kind of we were just kind of like huddled up in like a, a, a circle, like just talking like whatever, kind of like just getting our wits about us. And I look across the street and I see Gabe Kapler, manager yep. of the Giants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, you just, it was random. It was random as hell. We, we were literally in the middle of a conversation. You turned around and all of a sudden you said, Oh, there's Kepler. Uh, and he was just, he was walking down Waveland um, just by himself, like looking like the fucking Marlboro man. Like he had on <laughs> like, he had on like perfectly fitting jeans and a tight black shirt and a, a baseball cap and like uh big boots, in, like, too. boots and, and yeah. he was wearing boots and like, just to, like, you know, like, you know how he looks just like the perfect amount of like, be- it's not quite a beard, but it's not quite scruff. Um, you know, he, he has a very calculated look about him and he's, he's ripped as, as fuck, too. Um, but he he was just looking at uh, he was looking around, like wondering where the team bus was. Like, he didn't like he didn't know what <laughs> yeah. the hell was going on. He definitely he clearly was lost. Didn't know where yeah. To go. yeah, yeah, he was clearly lost because at one point he started to walk. um towards the park you were referring to where you got air autograph and then he like turned around like he was like this can't possibly be where i'm supposed to go uh and during all of this uh we were like all right fuck we got we got to try to get him so um we you know we went we went up to him and then the three of us just kind of like snuck up behind him and then and then i went uh excuse me mr kapler um and i called him (laughs) mr kapler uh usually we, we call guys by their first name first names but like first of all like we, we were kind of sneaking up behind the guy he was clearly lost and like annoyed at whatever like the situation that he was in um and like he's kind of an intimidating guy to look at although even though like i've been watching some interviews with him and he's not a not really an intimidating guy but he certainly certainly looks like he could be he's, he's intense anyway, yeah he, he looks at, yeah he looks intense um uh so uh anyway you know he, he signed for us he signed my scorecard jeremy and uh, uh chris both had cards of him his autograph looks like shit And he he did not take, he did did not take much time with it either. He signed, he signed mine and he gave it back to me and he starts signing their cards. And I said, thank you. And he goes, my pleasure. Uh, So that was good. Um, You know, who Gabe Kapler is like, in addition to the Marlboro man, Gabe Kapler is like the love interest in a Hallmark movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, he, he looks like that type of guy, like, you know, big city executive woman, like goes back to the uh goes back to the small town where she's you know from uh like after just breaking up with her asshole like boyfriend she goes back to like be with her mom and whatever and then like uh she she meets Gabe Kapler, who like she went to high school with and now he has like a kid and he's like a single dad it's like <laughs> yeah he he, he looks <clears throat> like he looks like the type of guy who would like be cast in that role um so that's like that's Gabe Kapler. he's like just a Uh, an intense looking like, you know, interesting, uh, interesting guy. And if you actually, if you watch interviews with him too, uh, he's a pretty thoughtful guy. Jeremy, you were actually going to like mention some stuff to him, but like, just, we did not get the vibe that he wanted to talk to anybody at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I figured like, I just, I think he would appreciate more to just not be asked any, you know, questions that would like elongate this exchange, like just to get (laughs) out of there. He, Jack asked him for an autograph and he, he gave, he looked down like, the walkway down it's gallagher way it's called um mm-hmm. and he like looked down there like for a good long minute either looking for what he was looking for or looking to make sure that there weren't a bunch of people coming and he's like yeah sure like after like after he noticed that um to, to sign um and uh yeah so uh so yeah we, we kind of just got out of there um but um but yeah um it was cool and yeah he's very yeah. intense
0: yeah, yeah, he 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 is intense. Um, he went uh into the the Cubs players parking lot. So I, I don't know if the Giants right. like provide him with a rental car when he's on the road. Uh, you know, I don't know what the deal was. Or or Jeremy, like you speculated, like he didn't know where the hell he was going, so he was like, all right, I just need to get like undercover, so like nobody else asked me for an autograph. Um, yeah,
1: it it yeah, it was um it was it was odd, and um it seemed like um he it seemed like maybe he saw that and just like ducked in there maybe to get um to get his wits about him but he definitely yeah he definitely looked lost and then um it sounded like he didn't come out the other end either so yeah i'm not sure exactly what what ended up happening
0: no and, and the strange thing too is I, i'm sure he's been to this park plenty of times even just oh, yeah. in the last couple of years as a manager so i yeah who, who the fuck knows what happened man he, I, honestly like when when those analytics guys were telling the security people to wrap up like the guy who told him that looked a little unsure. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if Gabe Kaplan knew that bus was leaving.
1: No, it didn't seem like it. And so like, you know, that maybe that guy might be looking for a new job because he might've, (laughs) he might've, you know, sent the bus away without the manager of the team. So um, yeah, I don't know. That was an interesting one, but, um, but yeah, so we we got him. It's cool. I'm looking at his card on, um, you know, like from like from pack, uh, pulled uh releases that have been put out there and like it there's a little more there's there's a little more to it than what he signed for us so like sure yeah um you know uh, but anyway it uh it is what it is um but it was still it was just cool to get um, um so yeah so Kepler signed um <clears throat> and then Chris was like telling us about um a spot to get uh Cubs players I don't know if we should maybe give it away I don't even know like um but he found like a he has a like he found like a, a spot to go get cubs guys uh, autographs yeah. Um, yeah
0: um so we we went we went to that spot uh it's like you know it's it's like an oasis when you're walking through the desert you know like it's uh like it it truly seems like the land of milk and honey if you want to get want to get autographs um it seems like seems like you, you know you, you generally have some success there so chris chris took us over there um and there were like uh there were like a bunch of kids not a bunch but there were maybe five or six kids uh and like a couple of adults waiting there so this spot isn't exclusive to chris like a couple other people know about this spot um and jeremy you commented that like we had at that point truly crossed the the threshold
1: yeah if you look at the uh you know the hero's journey um the steps of the hero's journey um crossing the threshold is you know one of like uh, one of the first steps, um, to, to, to the story unfolding. And it's like, felt like we had crossed the threshold into the, uh, the unknown world, um, at this point. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so, uh, players were, were driving by and, um, you know, um, signing for, for, for guys and stuff, uh, or like they were at least telling us about like how guys, um, would, would sign for them. um, and uh there was yeah there was some characters for sure the the kids who were running around all seemed like they knew each other too it's like seemed like they were at like you know they were like they just got out of school and they were like playing a little bit and the parents were talking before they're like all right come on let's let's head home you know mom's got dinner or something and uh you know and then there was like a dad and then like there was there was one guy who was just like this guy was like in his 20s younger guy um and he was kind of in the conversation. Like they all seemed like they knew each other. Um, People kept looking at Chris saying like, Oh, Hey, I know you, I've seen you here before, you know, whatever. So he's like kind of getting like, um, you know, um, you know, implicated (laughs) or spotted uh, with all these other guys. Um, But, um, but yeah, so this one guy came up to us and he just like started, he pulled out his phone and just started showing us like videos and he's like, yeah, look at this, Christopher Morel's cleats. And and then he was like he was showing us like the cleats from like yeah these are from his instagram like you know it was his instagram story and he was like showing it to us and we we're like oh yeah cool we we missed the context of what exactly he was talking about like he was like saying like um like i didn't know if he had them or he was just showing that he just saw it on christopher morales instagram and was telling us about it so i missed i missed the whole thing and he's like yeah this right here nelson velazquez and he had like he had it signed or whatever and we're like wow yeah cool man that's really cool like i didn't know what to say jack what what was your take on all of that so uh
0: the, from from what i gathered it it seemed like he'd won them in an auction or something like those were the cleats that christopher morel, morel wore on like on like mother the mother's day well, game
1: as, as as he's showing us like on the phone did, did you know like what the deal was like did is that were you thinking that they were his uh,
0: I, I i thought they were morel's or like ga- like game used cleats that some guy wore well, in like the mother's day game
1: well yeah you know, yeah they, they were yeah, they were definitely yeah. Morales. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like I, I think he said he got him for like three or four hundred bucks or something okay. like okay. that. Yeah, and then like he he had Christopher Morrell autographed like one of them, and then like well, he had he had Nelson Velazquez autographed the other one, and it's like that's a little weird. Like, well, why did you have two two different guys autograph the shoes? Well,
1: I got the I got the vibe that one was. One was Christopher Morales and one was Velasquez's, but I don't I don't know if that's true or not, but, but okay. Well, hold on though, because he was showing us on the phone first and I had, there was no context. Like I thought I maybe heard him say something about shoes and then he just comes over to us and starts showing us videos on his phone. And it's like, yep. and he was saying these are from like Instagram or whatever. And I was like, and I didn't know what the context was. And, um, he, no, and, then and, he then,
0: and then at one point he showed us a video of like them in the clubhouse too. And, he, and Jeremy, you made some comment. You're like, yeah, it looks, looks a lot nicer these days.
1: Right. Right. Cause I didn't know what else to say. It was a first person video of, hi, of like him in the clubhouse, like, like first person holding the shoes in front of the camera and like, just like going around and looking at the lockers and like the, the ceiling. And it was like, what am I, it, it was, it started creeping me out Jack. Cause it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you get a video, it's like in a horror movie when like, someone the killer sends you a video of him of of him inside of your house right and it's like ah how did he get in here like oh my god he's been in here like we have to go and then like you, you turn the you run for the door and he jumps out and he stabs you like right i'm like what was he doing sitting in the clubhouse like what the hell was up with that cuz the lights were off and like it was like dark and he was just sitting there like he was he was sitting in a chair clearly and just filming with his camera and like so he wasn't getting up and moving he was just like moving his camera around and it was very weird. And we we're like, oh yeah, cool man, cool man. And then I said, like, yeah, oh, it sure doesn't look like that, you know, not like what it used to look like. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kind of disappears for a minute, and then he comes back, and then he literally has the cleats in his hand. Okay. So that then that's finally when I realized, oh, okay, he owns these cleats. These he has these cleats, like they're there, he has them somehow. He he won them or whatever. I mean, based on that video, I'm not sure if he won them or what, or he like yeah. you know, fucking. I don't know if you ever saw that tombs episode of x files like the guy who could like squeeze himself down into the sides of a ven- ventilation shaft and like squeeze himself into a room like maybe he did that uh, to get these cleats but he had these mother's days cleats and he 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 pulled them out for no reason like he wasn't trying to get them signed he was just showing them off and, and, and we,
0: we did not ask to see them no he, he was just like oh here are some new people who have yet to hear this story from me like yes I'm gonna show them these cleats
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly so then he's, like, then, like, they were all talking about it. like, yeah, yeah, Velasquez was out here, yeah, he was really nice, so like, Morel, like, you know, he does, he's always signs and whatever, and then, then he's, like, yeah, so then the guy goes, like, he looks at us, and he's, like, yeah, Morel and Velasquez left together the other day, they were in the same car, and then he goes, they went to get sushi. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, like, we were, like, oh, okay, cool, like, yeah sushi and it was just like it was the most like unsolicited unnecessary piece of information i've ever received in my life i think
0: and you you know what you know what it was jeremy like he obviously knew that because he follows these guys on instagram and they probably just posted that on their instagram stories so like this guy like is fucking he's obsessed with what these players are doing and he clearly wants to be friends with them um yeah and you just wonder like how many how many of these like hangers on type of people uh, who are just like trying to just trying to get any kind of a piece of you they can? Yeah, That these ball players have to deal with every day. Just I'm sure they have to deal with guys like this at, at every every step of the way.
1: Yes, I know. And like already, like <clears throat> Morrell and Velasquez seem like really like good about signing for fans, signing autographs, and signing for like everyone who wants one. And then you got this guy like fucking stalking there every move and checking what kind of rolls they they order like sashimi or nigiri rolls or whatever and it's like oh man it's like you know this is uncomfortable and like yeah he's like they got sushi (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 like don't tell me this i don't want to know like i don't want to become like an accessory to like you know the the murder like and, and also it's like yeah these are like young promising players like i don't want them cut down by some crazy uh you know they they're, they're going to get stabbed to death with chopsticks and like have uh uh wasabi shoved in their like orifices or whatever like i don't i don't <laughs> want to be a part of that i don't want to know that that happened so let this serve as like evidence uh to the police uh that we had nothing to do with it um but yeah so anyway so like that that kind of wound up like we had by the time we got there like all the players had left uh velazquez actually was like the last one to pull out and leave i think um was there someone else?
0: No, that that was it. And uh, what's weird about Velasquez is, you know, he took like fifteen minutes to leave the lot. So maybe he, uh, because because he he was he came out and started signing when we were when we were not even at that at that place yet. Um, we, we were we were still back at the at the pen that we got kicked out of. Right. So um, yeah, he took a while to leave. I don't know if he had to take a phone call or or he got t- caught up talking to someone or what. But he was the last guy to leave. Uh, and then the security guards actually tell you they're like all right everybody's gone and then everybody just kind of dispersed
1: yeah yeah so we we left um we walked with chris back to his place and uh parted ways and um me and jack like took the long walk back to my car um the one thing about all this autograph hunting especially this day too like we were in three different locations it was just it was chaos it's just chaos like you're just running like this is why it makes um, sense to have like a binder because like you can, you, the cards stay in the binder. They're never they're You never move them. You're never really touching them. You just open the binder and close it. Uh, but for me, like I'm trying to not cross that, that boundary or that threshold. Um, so I just kind of shove them in my pockets and like, I try to do it in a way where they don't get bent or dinged or anything. Um, but by the time you get back to your car, it's like, I have different things in every pocket of my being, like some in my front pockets, some of my, uh jean pockets, my back pockets, whatever. So I just I have to get to my car and just kind of get myself situated. And so like the first thing I want to do is like get the cards that I've had an autograph and put them away in like a sleeve or a holder, snap case, whatever. So we get in the car and we sit down. I kind of like throw some stuff in the back seat of my car. And I sit down and like I'm I'm gonna drop Jack off like by his place or whatever. Um and uh I pull the cards out and I start going through and pulling the autographs aside. And uh, I have a huge stack of cards, both Giants and Cubs players. And I go through the whole stack. I get, um, so all told, we got, I got Hermosillo. um, We got Harlan Garcia and Gabe Kapler. And I pull them to the side. Um, I'm going through and I go through the whole stack. And I don't see my Christopher Morrell card. The very card I had just gotten signed. Didn't see it. I didn't say anything yet. Went through the stack again. And I'm like, oh, shoot, this is not good. And, uh, I'm like going through it again and I'm like, dude, I don't, I can't find the Christopher, the morale card. Like, I don't know where it is.
0: Yeah. Cause you were sitting there for a long time and I was just kind of like on my phone. I was like, man, he's really like, he's taking a while to get himself situated here. And then, and then you said that to me and, uh, and then I was like, well, shit. So, uh, I looked through it again with you and I shined my, I shined my phone light on it just so you could kind of see, see what you were doing a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you went through it and sure enough, it wasn't, it wasn't there.
1: I checked, uh, the back seat. I checked like underneath my seat. Like I thought maybe it might've came out like, like right when we, um, got to the car or something, or like I put it in the back seat. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, it's gotta be here somewhere. Like I, you know, I have all these cards and it's they're seemingly all here. I just don't know where the hell the, the morale card is. And I looked and looked and I could not find it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to it. I could not find it. Um, I ended up uh, driving Jack to his uh, destination. Um, then I like kind of pulled up the street and parked the car and then like got in, like went in for like a deeper dive and just, I could not find it, could not find the goddamn Christopher Morrell autograph card. Um, So I was like super pissed about it. And like, also just like, how the hell did that happen? Like, I can't believe that that happened. Um, and, you know, we were putting two to two, two and two together. Like, you know, if we would have left right after that, I kind of would have had a general idea of where it could have been. Um, but but clearly what happened, like to go back to what we said a few minutes ago, um I we got uh Morrell, and then I saw Hermosillo and then I I took off real quick. I said to you guys, I'm like, um, should I go get him? I'm like, I, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. You guys will be here. And you're like, yeah. And I just kind of took off. And so you would think that was like the most like agitation I did, like, like running, but you know, I mean. I don't know. I feel like when you're running, you would you kind of know like they were in my front pockets and like I feel like I would have known if something flew out. I mean, maybe I had it like stuck to my like, I think maybe I might have had it stuck to my clipboard that I use for them to sign. I don't I really don't know. I really can't like make heads or tails out of it, but I must have lost it there or maybe when we walked over like to the to our our secret spot or whatever this this extra spot i have no idea maybe i lost it when me and you walked back to the car i i really don't know but the fucking card was gone and uh, jack was con- like saying i should retrace my steps and i was thinking like well there's no way that no one didn't see it and pick it up right and, right but i was like well what the hell i'll go and retrace my steps and i drove back to like um waveland and i i wa- I parked on that same street where we parked by the by the player's parking lot I walked the same path I went for Hermosillo. I mean, it was it was a windy day. There's a lot. Of, there's tons, There's hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people walking up that block. So, um, didn't see anything. Walked back up to the players lot. Didn't see anything. Walked over to where my car was. Looked around generally in that same. I couldn't remember exactly where my my car was parked, but I looked around there and didn't see anything. Got home and the card is just not. It's gone. I lost the freaking card, man.
0: Oh man, I I I thought this was gonna have a happy ending. You're like, you know, you know, like, oh yeah, and I did find it after all, you know. No. No. That's crazy, though, that you actually did retrace your steps. I was wondering if you were gonna do that after we parted ways.
1: Yeah. Uh, I haven't. We haven't. I haven't talked to you about it since since that night. Um, but I figured I'd save it for the pod. But nope, did not find it. Um, and like, it's just crazy. It's like, um, because that I was I was a little kicking myself about that card too because, um. I wanted uh, you know I wanted morale on a card I didn't have a card that night because it was the second night that he was up in the league but we got him on a scorecard and then afterwards I'm like oh man I have cards of his I could have had him sign a card so then to get him on the card I was like super jazzed and and then I felt good too because I'm like I got the Hermosillo thing figured out I got the morale thing figured out I felt great and then I lost the, the morale card so like I don't know
0: how are you doing with it two days later (laughs)
1: i mean i'm not i'm not happy about it the The worst thing about it jack is that i had it for i had it in my hand for like 10 seconds and then i thought i put it away you know because i so i could look at it later but i i I remember like that that second that i had it in my my hand i looked at it and i was i was celebrating with chris i i whacked him on the shoulder i'm like instant ink man we got it we got it like you know what the hell that's awesome and um I was really happy to get that card i was very happy to get it and the fact that i had it in my hand for like a second and then like it's gone now is just sad you know
0: yeah you were happy man i like that you said instant ink to chris you know <laughs> yeah as if yeah. yeah that that's great i've never heard that expression before <laughs> i think you just i think you made it up i did i did uh, make
1: it up just because he 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 instantly got the card he instantly got ink on it so you know i was <laughs> i was happy for him yeah okay and so yes yeah, so and listen, giving um, the I gave like our friend Chris that card, Christopher Morel card. It's not like I gave him like you know like a Mickey Mantle rookie card or something. It, it's not that expensive a card, but I was trying to do a nice thing, and you know he was he was super thankful to me for 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 doing it. And like I you know I was like cool, you know happy to help out a buddy. Um, I'm glad that we both got it signed, so it like it paid off right away. And then moments later, the card is gone. From like the universe takes the card away from me i'm like i'm like what, <laughs> what 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 happened here i mean i i think anyone who's listened to these episodes maybe be can, can say like well maybe it's the hundreds of people you guys have trashed uh you know this is a little comeuppance or something but like i don't know i thought i was trying to do something nice and uh you know whatever so i now have a new mission to like try to get chris morrell's autograph on that card again so you know i I will say if I had to choose one, I'm glad that I got the Hermosillo one wrapped up, even though Morrell seems like he's going to have a better career than Hermosillo. But, um, you know, I'm, it's 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 like these things are haunting me now where I just have to like kind of turn, like I have to close out the string, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, well, who knows? Uh, maybe you'll get it on uh, the last Cubs game we go to, or maybe it's uh, uh, an ongoing storyline for next season.
1: Or maybe I'm going to run over to the stadium right now after the game ends trying to get them tonight but yeah we'll i was see. gonna say you
0: can probably make it there and there's not going to be anybody waiting
1: it's the bottom of the ninth right now so i think i'm gonna wrap i think we should wrap it up and I, i'll run over there and we'll i'll let you know on the next episode maybe
0: you're, you're crazy man but i i believe i believe you I believe you're gonna yeah. do it yeah <laughs> okay well in that case let's uh let, let's wrap this one up it's a supersized episode uh but we'll be back with another one uh next week
1: Yes, we will. So um, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: I'm Jack Spakowski.
1: See ya.